three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Thank you so much for listening. I wasn't hitting my pin at all. This is Hunter here, <laughs> and I'm here with Colin. Colin, how are you, sir? Yeah, nobody's hitting any pens. Don't worry about any pen sounds. <laughs> You're just yeah. imagining it. Yeah, we don't smoke weed on this podcast, how dare you? <laughs> but um, we are here to talk about a movie that I know you are super excited for. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, t- we're talking about Pacific Rim Uprising, which I actually rewatched the first Pacific Rim. I gotta admit, I don't love it as much as Union Scott, but I really do enjoy the hell out of that movie. <laughs> yeah, I love love the original Pacific Rim. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I think what, I think that's always been clear. <laughs> you, you weren't as big of a fan. I don't know. I just I love the you know, uh, I, I think the fact that it was is just kind of going for the same thing that we're all trying to look for in, in a movie like Transformers, but it just accomplished it so much better, where you have, like, the giant robots, but, you you, you know, you're fighting um, some kaijus, all of, like, old-school Godzilla um, type of, you know, fanfare. So, hey, I, I was all for it. Yeah, I mean, the thing, um, the thing about Pacific Rim is that it automatically is better than the Transformers movies because you can actually see what's happening in these movies. And that is impressive. Like, I mean, it's very blatantly done. You know, like the kai, uh, Kaiju, right? Those are monsters? Yeah, the Kaiju is the monsters, yep. Like, they make the Kaijus all look different. The, um, the, uh... The, oh God, what are the robots to use the Pacific Rims? Oh, the Jaegers. The Jaegers, <laughs> yeah. The Jaegers, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Right. I, was, I was like, shot! And it's like, oh, no, those are the robots. Okay. Yeah, Jaegers shot. <laughs> but, um... But the Jaegers all, like, have very differentiating... I mean, they all kind of have that almost, like, Iron Man kind of core look to them, like, as far as the chest. But each one has a different coloring. Like, some have swords, some have this. Like, it... And I do appreciate the concept that you have to put on that helmet and kind of, like, work together it's, it, with someone else to actually, you know, pilot the Jaegers. I think that's a very nice little... Because uh, your minds have to become one, right? And yeah, kinda... so, yeah, the, the way they set it up in the first one was that the, the robots were so gigantic that if you were really going to control it, the only way you could properly do it was with your mind... And they were too big that they, you know, one person couldn't do it. So you have to be with someone compatible that you can kind of like, you know, like one side of your brain controls one side of your body. So they only are just controlling one side of the robot each. Which all things considered is surprisingly like specific science for something like this. I went, that actually makes some sense, actually. It's like, ah, good for you. But, um... So jumping into this movie, this was ten years. This is ten years after the last one. Mm-hmm. So, so um, John Boyega, uh, his character, um, he's uh, the son of uh, Idris Elba's character from the first one, who who sacrifices himself. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so he's you know he's the uh, 
he's the rebel, you know, he doesn't want to be in the academy because that's for losers and I'm my own man and all that. <laughs> you know. I mean, the thing is, like, the, if there is a complaint about against this movie, it's tropey as fuck. Like, any trope you can think of. Yeah. You, you know. But honestly, though, man, like, why I don't think I love this as much as you, I was at least entertained for most of it, which, you know, that's a credit to the movie. Uh, kind of your thoughts, man. Yeah, so I, I should I should probably say sooner than later. I was super disappointed with this movie, by the way. Um, so, but um, you were talking about John Boyega. I wanted to talk about him first. I really liked him in this role. I liked. I, I did um, too. I, I liked. Uh, I liked the fact that he finally got to speak in his um, native accent, which was <laughs> refreshing. Thank, thank you, right? Yeah, I'm just like yeah, I'm sure he felt that as a, quite a relief. Everybody's been taking. Like, you know, no one's going to take you seriously unless you're speaking in an American accent. He's like, okay, fine. And then this movie, they just kind of let him do the British accent. I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. I'm glad that he did that. But, um, yeah, like you were saying, he, you know, he's... <coughs> oh, sorry. I, this random cough just came over me. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, NBD. Um, yeah, so I, I liked his character. I liked that he was kind of that rebel figure. He was... Um, you know, going around finding parts within old scrapped Jaegers and selling them kind of on the black market um, to get things as, as petty as some quick advertising with Oreos and something like that in the start, which at, was like the first sign where I was just like, oh man, this is getting dangerously going towards that Michael Bay, you know, style in what you're doing right now. Um, but I liked his. I liked what they did with his character, and I thought he was good portraying it for sure. What? what it, so, what did you think of like the girl? So the the other big character in this movie is John Boyega comes across a girl in in, in the start, where he's collecting scrapyard junk, and he meets this young girl who's been collecting scrapyard junk and somehow creating a giant robot. That's not explained at all. I don't know. No, it's really not. I I was like, oh, does she have access to crazy cranes and 20 strong men to go help her put this together? But yeah, and and unlike the story of Noah, there are no rock monsters to help her. Yeah, exactly. I was like, hey, even Noah had rock monsters. That's true. (laughs) So so what did you think of her and her joining this like main story? So I will at least say, I, it, it's like they took that part of the plot from Transformers last night, and then they went, okay, let's not make the girl super annoying, because she actually has a tragic backstory. Like, when you find out why she's kind of as fucked up as she is, I went, oh, wow, that's actually, that's unfortunate for you. So when they tie it back at the end to her needing to jump to, to kind of get somewhere, I went, you know what, that... Yes, cliche, but a well done cliche. I thought she was fun, actually. I, I um, she puts this one uh, uh not upperclassman. That makes me not the Nick Cannon movie. Um, she puts this one like uh person in charge, whatever her sergeant, whatever. Uh, she's just being a bit short. She puts her in this uh this uh this arm bar. I went, damn. Okay, I was like, all right, girl, get. Get get yours, you know. So I I don't know, man. I thought she was all right. I I think they're trying to find that balance between her being, you know, annoying and trying to prove herself. And I don't know. I thought they they struck a balance. What what kind of weirded me out is that John Boyega kept mentioning how handsome he was to her, and they pretty much go out of their way to go like, she, oh yeah, she's like sixteen. 
I'm like, whoa, like ease up, Boyega, like don't. <laughs> like, yeah, their their relationship like, let, was a little weird. Yeah, like let like let's relax here, but um, yeah, I thought she was, I thought she was, I thought she was fun though. I, I she, it would be interesting to see what she'll be doing in like a couple years because I actually thought she had some screen presence. Uh, what did you kind of think about her? Um, I don't, I didn't like the direction they took in going okay. with like having the younger character and making this like, you know, the, the Nick Jr. version of Pacific Rim. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like the first one is like the best of the best, most badass pilots in the entire world. And they all have their Jaegers and it's like, you know, like all these, it's like the, the you know, the best of the best, like, you know, the craziest robot pilots fighting the most hardcore monsters and you know that's kind of the nature of the whole movie is just like earth defending itself and then this one's more like okay it's everything's chilled out now and they're kind of like searching for these recruits so that they can build up their you know you know having an army of pilots ready to go um just in case the kaijus ever come back or they need them uh, and you have to start early was like their throwaway excuse for that. They're just like, oh, you got to get them early. So that's why the, all the all the young kids are there. I and I was watching it and I was like, I don't know if I like this or I don't know if I'm annoyed that it's like you know the younger Nickelodeon kids all getting into it. I was like, it kind of made me feel like it was like Divergence or the Ooh. Hunger Games type of thing. Ooh. You know what I mean? Uh oh. No, but really, like, if like because it's kind of going towards that like that young adult novel type movie, then, and I'm just like, okay, that's fine if it's its own movie, but I feel like you're just you're 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 taking the direction of the movie into this like YA novel, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I'm not I'm not for all these scenes, but I will say in con- in contrary to that, I did like how John Boyega, um, kind of clashed with the other dude. Scott Eastwood. Is yeah, Scott Eastwood, who is not the best actor. Let's all be Okay, honest. okay. I was about to say, so... Like, the characters... Got... Like, I'm talking about the direction of the movie. Like, that... Like, what they were doing with that. Like, I was more interested in that than all the kids. But, like... Yeah, so... Yeah, tell me what you thought of Scott Eastwood, though, acting in this part. So, here's what I will say. And I, I have to tie it back to this. I, I, I think some people probably know I'm going. He said recently in a... In a uh, in an interview, he's like, oh, yeah, I want to be Wolverine. And now after watching this, I'm like, I don't want you to be Wolverine. I'm like, you he's kind of hollow in his acting a little bit, right? Yeah. And, and and the thing is, they kind of acknowledge, like, they acknowledge why him and John Boyega don't get along. But yeah. I was kind of He basically like, just does, he's basically kind of being protective bro over his supposed girl, right? But they never established that that's his girl, though. And I was right. like, well... They're both like, like, they're like competitive over the girl, but then the girl is only there to like bolster their competitive nature against each other. But like she really had no point in being in the movie at all. They, okay, and that is the biggest axe I have to grind against this movie. Yeah, she, I mean, yeah, it, it. I don't think did they say her name? <laughs> Wasn't like a. I don't Mara. remember it. I definitely don't remember it. But yeah, she just. Jules, I think is what it was. Yeah, at one point they're gonna go off to battle, and she like gives them both a kiss on the cheek, and it's like you know she's kind of playing that Princess Leia role, like you know firing the two dudes up, getting them all riled up, 
But then that goes nowhere. <laughs> yeah. It would have been really funny if Scott would, as Scott Eastwood's character found out it was his sister. He's like, oh! He's like, <laughs> yeah, come on. That would have been great. I mean, at least yeah, do okay. something. Yeah, that could have that could have saved that plot line. Like, yeah. oh, by the way, bro, your sister was straddling you. Oh God, my dick! Like that would have been. Like, that yeah. been I mean, it happened to Luke Skywalker. I, Come on, it did. Yeah. Do you, Do you think that was intended? Sorry, not get off on Star Wars. Anyways, but uh, <laughs> but honestly, though, um, um, uh, uh, Lambert is uh, Scotty Eastwood's character. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, gen- like he's like general or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. It was just very, you know, it was very much a dick measuring contest between the two of them. Like, oh no, man, she likes me, bro. No, she likes me. And I'm just like, okay. I do appreciate the fact that at least the agency um, or the government, whatever, uh, acknowledged like, hey, the, uh, the kaiju are coming back. We're not going to be dumb and not be prepared. Like, I do appreciate that nice wrinkle because usually mm-hmm. he, humanity's stupid and they're like oh no we just feed them they've never come back that'd be silly it's like no 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 they are coming back and we need to be prepared so that was a nice refreshing change of pace to just not have everyone in fucking denial yeah um and i kind of like the way that it played out that like the kaiju got back into like using charlie day's character you know what i mean like what did no, you I, what did you think of that? Like the way they took the twist of it. So again, you know, telegraphed, but I did go, man, that is actually the twist was well handled. I yeah. will say, I, went, I don't, th- oh. I don't, I didn't think it was super telegraphed until they finally showed him come home and like the kaiju brain was like in his closet, and you're like, oh shit, okay, he's evil. <laughs> yeah, I actually did like that twist though. I went, okay, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I liked him in this as well. Charlie Day. I just like seeing Charlie Day in yeah. anything, you know? Uh-huh. I mean, he... I mean, you know, he is king of the rats after all, but I just... <laughs> it was... But I thought he was fun in this. I, I thought he had a... I thought he had fun with the role. Um, it was cool to see... Um, I'm so sorry. I want to say... Uh, I want to say Japanese actors. I want to... I hope that's right. I think Japanese actors. Um... In this? Who are you talking about? I think you're probably talking about a Chinese actor, but that's okay. Okay. Well, well, <laughs> I don't know. Chinese if there was... <laughs> and Japanese actors and actresses there. Just a well, are you talking days. about? Are you talking about the girl that was John Boyega's sister? Or are you talking about the like other person that was kind of leading? I was talking about like like everyone. Honestly, I was just trying. Okay. To... Well, like, you know that's but, problematic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed. But but John Boyega's sister in particular, I thought she was actually. I thought she actually did a good job. I liked their chemistry uh, with each other. I mean, she, she was wasn't in the first be- one. Yeah, she wasn't. She wasn't being a bitch, but she was just being like, "Hey, you're fucking up. Stop doing that." <laughs> you know, like in the in the um, the girl who was running the corporation um, wasn't that. Uh, Oh god, was that? Um, because oh, I, <laughs> I, 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 I stopped just short of saying they look so similar. I was like, oh, don't you? <laughs> like, yeah. um, but I, I think it's this, uh, this uh, Tian Jing, uh, yeah, actress. Okay, yeah, it is who it. apparently uh, was I, in Kong Skull Island. I don't know. Yeah, no, it was her because I remember she. <laughs> Never mind, I'm gonna stop short of my joke. But yeah, she yeah, it was her. But she was a bitch though, but came off as a badass and her and Char she just busting Charlie Day's 
uh, balls, like the whole, not literally, but, but, but figuratively, but she was actually quite a bit of fun, that kind of playing that evil, you know, CEO. I, I think the problem with this movie, and I never thought I'd say this with a Pacific Rim movie, is that there was too much going on. They had too many plot threads going. It was like the evil corporation, and then, you know, we have to get prepared for the kaiju, and then you have the, the young upstart want to prove herself, and then, you know, John Boyega's character, oh, my dad was this great warrior, this great soldier, and I have to live up to it. And just There's just too much shit going on, and it doesn't converge well, <laughs> to be totally honest, as they kind of are scrambling to wrap everything up. It does just feel very muddled towards the end. Like, kind of your thoughts on that. Yeah, and I, I think when it's directly, you know, carrying on the story of the first one, which I thought the, the first one was just, you know, I genuinely really like how that plot plays out in all of the characters. I thought this movie basically, like, takes everything that happens in the first movie, um, like the relationships and everybody in it, and they just kind of throw it out the window. I mean, they, they definitely have Idris Elba being represented in his son, um, but the main character is, like, almost never even mentioned. I don't even think they even talk about him once. Um, so that type of stuff bothers me. And But, yeah, I, I think I agree with you when you say there's too much going on. I would go a step further. There's too much going on that I just don't care about. <laughs> like, like, I think they, if they would have dialed it in with, you know, where the plot lines were really coming from and they were focused more on the kaiju and uh you, you know like who is this mysterious robot that first comes and attacks like that stuff was really interesting um and then i, I think like the payoff for all of that was pretty weak too um i thought like the the beauty of the first one i would say is that it's just one big robot fighting one big lizard and they're out <laughs> in the ocean, and, like, let's just get it on. And, it, you know, there it was. And then this movie, like, the the first opening scene where it's the little tiny robot, and it's the girls, you know, that she called it, like, you know, Junker or something like that. Or Scrapper. Yeah. And, Scrapper, yeah. Yeah, and so Scrapper's, like, trying to get away from the big police robot. And, you know, she's rolling up into a ball like Sonic and rolling around. And I was like, how is that faster I'm like, the amount of <laughs> friction alone would just immediately stop it, immediately. Like, it's much faster to run. So, but the, but it just, that part just, like, screamed kind of, like, dumb, lighthearted bullshit you would see in Transformers. Instead of, like, sticking to, like, how this was, like, a serious movie where it was, like, you know, the pilots were, like, fucking, you know, American Air Force, like, the top-of-the-top top elite fighter pilots where you got a similar feeling of like watching Top Gun for the first time. And, you know, you want to see the, the, the elite, the best of the best, going against the craziest monster that's trying to take down the world. Like, the stakes couldn't be higher. And then in this one, it's, you know, it's like a little girl running away from the cops. And then you have um, another <laughs> robot coming. It's not even like the giant overwhelming lizards anymore. And that's what the whole series was based on not until the end do you get kaijus and then i've already grown to hate all these kids so much that they're the only pilots left in the world that can like get put into these robots and then they're fighting i mean i was rooting for the lizards at that point damn <laughs> so i mean um yeah to be honest like 
I, I hated how they, um, how all of these plot lines came together at the end because you were talking about there's all these plot lines, um, there's too much going on, and then when it all comes and converges together at the end, they're basically it's all converging into one big battle to stop the three kaiju's that got out due to Charlie Day, um, you know, sleeping with his brain <laughs> kaiju in his bedroom. <laughs> Well, that's really funny to me because, I mean, watching this movie, I was sitting there, I was thinking, I wonder if me and Colm are going to lie. This has just been a fun night because we just are not, I feel like we're just off a little bit. Like, it's almost, yeah. like, it's almost like a romantic comedy and I ran out in the rain. I'm like, Colm, where are you? And I and you just walked out of the diner. It's like, oh, like, like we're tiny. Yeah, two, two ships passing in the dead of night. There you go. Well said. Um, I... I agree with you because yeah, that scene I went. Wait a minute, the fizz. Okay, like and I was like, that's not how. Sure, all right. Um, I will say I thought some of the fight scenes. There is this fight scene where they're in like the like the Arctic, mm-hmm. because because sure, and, and I thought that fight scene was actually really well done. That one was um, good. I'll, yep. Uh, but apparently though. Just this movie should be called Pacific Rim Fuck Tokyo because they pretty much said fuck. To, like you think the you think the Avengers cause a lot of damage? No, these giant robots crashing the buildings. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And okay, so can I can can I ask one thing? Because if I'm gonna give DC shit for it, I have to give this movie shit for it. Hell yeah. There's this po- there's this point where the robot like reaches down and uses like this electronic like whip. To take like six cars and crush them to a ball and hit the guys you with it. I went, yeah. weren't there people in those cars and you just crush them like into a ball and just hit a robot? Yeah. Did, did, wh- and the first, okay, so the first Pacific Rim didn't do this, by the way. Most of the fights in Pacific Rim are out in the ocean and no one, no buildings, no people were getting killed until like the very end where like the stakes have gotten so high. They finally like, you know, they have a fight in the middle of an alley, but by that time the whole city's evacuated. This one, yeah, you're right. Like in, it's even worse when the robot first shows up at the like UN meeting or something, right? Like yeah. millions of people maybe have died in that scene. Yep. <laughs> they yep. completely <laughs> trashed the whole, all the buildings. And that's the type of stuff again where I feel like everything that Pacific Rim did right to separate themselves from Transformers, this movie tr- like trended backwards in the opposite way towards you know stuff that I don't like. Yeah, I. The and thing DC is, man, DC does a bad job too, like you said. Yeah, I think what was frustrating me is I would be like, oh, that little girl is like being kind of cool, and then they would just have like. John Boyega talk about Scott Eastwood's character but god he's really handsome he's very <laughs> sexy and I'm just yeah. like this is weird what is happening I'm like stop that was that. a weird line that was a, at that point I was just like oh man is he actually gay I was like that'd be an interesting storyline if they made his character dude gay. see you know what at that point I said fuck why not yeah like, that's what I said too but then immediately they had like another scene where they were both like sharing their mind and he's like hey stop thinking about my girl and I was like well he just looked into his head apparently he's not gay yeah, I was, I was like, okay, so well, that, that they don't been... know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh god, like that. I don't know, man. I, I just kept going back and forth with this. It felt like one step forward and then two steps back. That's what I kept thinking with this movie. Did you see it? I, in what? What did you see it? Like, uh, oh, I just, oh, I just saw it Cinemark at okay. uh, 
I think I saw, God, when did I see it? I saw like at one fit like one forty in the afternoon okay. on a Friday. Yeah. And uh after going and picking up a my disposable pin, which was great, and <laughs> and uh um it was a full it was a pretty full theater for yeah. you know, Friday, early Friday afternoon. I mean, I will say and I think this is important to to acknowledge, it really this movie really did speak to me on the fact that it really helps what kind of audience you're seeing it with. Because there was this dude about six rows back uh, from uh, me and my girl, and this guy was so happy with this fucking movie. I don't know if he had been in a coma and he just woke up, and he was like, fuck yeah, Pacific Rim Uprising. But this dude was freaking out on everything. There's this point where the um, where the kaiju, or not the kaiju, the um, uh, the other Jaeger, the, like the rogue uh, Jaeger, Bust out his swords at the UN, and he was like, "Oh shit!" Like this guy, <laughs> like this guy was so fucking happy. I wish, like I honestly, and I am not even being facetious when I say this. I hope I enjoy enjoy Infinity War half as much as this guy loved Pacific Rim Uprising. This guy was over the moon about it. He probably would have given it nine out of ten to be totally honest with we, if we if we could have talked to this guy. But yeah. Yeah, you but, have yeah. to admit though, if you talk, if you ask that guy and you're just like, "What'd you think of the plot?" and he's like, "Oh, I don't care about the plot," <laughs> he's like, "I loved seeing those giant, you know, uh, robots fighting with swords. Like, let's go." And yeah, I, you know what? I, to some extent, I can understand that, and I get that. And there was moments where I felt just like that. No, I agree with you, and I think what is kind of it is frustrating is that this is as hollow as it is. But it's still better than any of Transformers movies that they've put out. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I have to give it that much. I'm kind of, I feel like I'm kind of grading on a curve, if that makes sense, because the Star Wars movies have been so bad. Um, this is directed by a Stephen S. DeKnight, um, and he's also one of the, uh, the the writers. He, of course, was the uh, showrunner for uh, Daredevil season one. Um, which is why, to be totally honest, I was expecting more from the writing department. <laughs> and so when I didn't get that, I kind of went, oh, well, what the fuck? So I, to kind of wrap up here and get to my final thoughts, I kept going back and forth from what I thought my grade was going to be. And I think for me, and, and I think this we've talked about this a lot on mic, off mic, um, having a big TV in your place is awesome. And for movies like this, you can watch it at home. And, and yeah, you're not seeing it on as big a screen as, like, IMAX, whatever. But you're home. You're comfortable. You're watching this on your big 50-inch with surround sound. You'd probably have fun with this. And also, I think this is how something like this needs to be seen. I mean, buy this on Black Friday when it drops down to, like, 11 bucks, <laughs> you know, as a special. Um, I'm going to give this a C+. For me, because it's not as good as the first one, I'd probably give the first one a, a, a B or B plus. Um, it's not as good as the first one. Like, let's just get that <laughs> out there right now. But I was never mad. I was just kind of to 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 borrow your line. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And that's kind of <laughs> what kept. And that's kind of why I kept coming up and landing on it. So, yeah, C plus for me. Colin, kind of your final thoughts and your grades are. Yeah, and that's always kind of a good good uh, way to gauge really what you feel about what a grade should be is like 
you know, were you disappointed? Were you actually angry? You know, did it make you really happy? Did it make you cry? All these different emotions you can get from watching a movie that we've seen countless times now. I think um, I was definitely really disappointed. That was my main overall feeling watching this movie. Um, okay. Because I played out, even if some of uh, the scenes were a little cheesy in the first one, the overall, like, there was way less cheese than this movie. <laughs> and um, the plot... Um, I just didn't like the direction they took the story, so that that's actually that's going as deep as just me not liking the writing um, involved in this movie, which I thought the writing was fine in the first one. Uh, I think you can tell why, uh, you know, or or how the movie suffered with Del Toro being gone. Like the dude just won an Oscar for how good his movie was that he made instead of making this movie. Like, when you take that guy away from a movie, you're going to yeah. get a weaker product. That's just in the nature of what you're doing. You can't take, you know, the Academy Award winning director away and not get a worse movie. So him being at the helm of the first movie, it's just so much better. The scenes just play out and there's just more care put into every scene. Um, that being said, they still had incredible CGI artists working on this movie the big battle scenes is what this movie is yeah, all about. Did. I did see it in IMAX 3D, and that was impressive. <laughs> like some, like some of these big over-the-top fight scenes in IMAX 3D. Um, I don't know if it was worth the price of admission, but I was not disappointed when it came to that. Uh, so that that was really cool. Um, so okay. getting to a grade, uh, I was really disappointed. I thought this movie deserved better. Um, you still get some good fight scenes, but, uh, overall, I think, you know, I was just torn the whole time because I did love the first one so much. Uh, I think I ended up, this is a, a C from me, uh, little, yeah. So this was a C little, little anecdote though. One of the reasons why I think my grade wasn't worse was because I was sitting in like a mostly empty theater, but there was this super chill dad that brought his son who was probably like 10 to come see this PG 13 movie. And like, he totally took him. Like mom probably didn't know. And the kid was watching all the previews. And after every preview, the kid was like, like we saw Jurassic world with like all of the like lava coming and like IMAX 3d. And then the kid was just like, He's like, what was happening to all the dinosaurs? <laughs> you know, type of thing. And then, uh, yeah, and then the Deadpool trailer. Uh, the dad was <laughs> yeah. like, the dad was like, hey, I think that one's probably a little too sassy for you to see. And then the kid, the kid was so cute. He was just like, he's like, yeah, dad, you're probably right. <laughs> like I get to see him. <laughs> but I was just like the idea of that kid watching this movie. I was like, dude, that kid loves this movie right now. He does. He is not criticizing the plot. He is seeing a movie with giant robot fight scenes, like over the top. Um, I can just hope that he would be smart enough that he realizes this, this is still better than Transformers. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, the, the, this is way better than Transformers. Like, let's just get that out of the way. It is, but yeah, I, I do agree. If you was a bummer, and I and I think also, um, if I hadn't watched the first one heading into this one, I might have given it a higher grade. But I just I didn't enjoy the first one so much. I just go, eh, it's like getting getting to a B. I just don't think that's. I only paid five bucks for this, and I'm just like, yeah, it's worth five bucks. So, see, like, C kind of puts in that rental, you know, that kind of rental area. 
I, yeah. I, I would rent this on Amazon Instant Video for five ninety nine. It was in I live in Seattle. Okay. It was twenty like, bucks so for IMAX three D. I would not recommend that to anyone. Damn. Anyone in the world to pay twenty dollars to see this in any form <laughs> or facet. Just yeah, wait till it's on. Uh, you, watch it on a sixty five inch TV and and with the surround sound, you you'll be good. Well, we're seeing the, we're seeing Avengers and yeah. IMAX, and those are fifteen. I was just like, "Yep, that's oh worth hell it. yeah, of course." That's worth its weight in gold, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, but uh, guys, what did you think of Pacific Rim Uprising? Let us know. Let us know what you thought about the first one. I'd love to get people's thoughts on that too. Let us know in the comments below. You can follow us on SoundCloud, Podbean, iTunes, and Google Music at uh, The Real Pineapple. Like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at JHunterRealPineapple. You can follow our bud Scott. Uh, Scott, we love you, buddy. At the Newman real the First. And you can follow Colin on Twitter at... Guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews up this weekend for Ready Player One. And for... Oh, God. That, that new Tyler Perry movie that I just don't want to think about because it comes up this weekend. Um... Oh god, what's it called? I, I had it. I think my brain yeah. just like don't talk about it. Um, uh, acrimony. That's 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 what. Yeah, not. Ugh, god, I can't believe we've talked about that. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.